Hello and welcome to All Things Plantagenet. My name is Donnie Hazel and I am your host. To all my original listeners, welcome back. To all my new listeners, welcome. If you enjoy the podcast and wish to support this show, you can help support it by clicking on the support link in the description of any episode. I have also created a website, www.allthingsplantagenet.com where you can find additional information and resources, as well as the episodes for this podcast. There is also a link on the website to the Facebook page for All Things Plantagenet. Okay, so now on to the show. The princess will be received by the mayor and alderman at the riverside, where she will also be welcomed by the crafts and guilds with a gift of plate. From there, she will be conducted with all estate to the bishop's palace, stopping at the six pageant stations. There will then be two days' respite before the ceremony. In view of your grace's desire for splendor and easy public observance, I have commanded a bridge of timber from the west door to the choir this timber to be carpeted in cloth of murray. And beyond that, a stand more elevated for the accommodation of Your Grace's court and performance of the sacred ceremony. Meanwhile, the Cundits about St. Paul's will be in readiness to pour wine for the people. Is the city to bear all this pageantry and Bishop Fox's timber besides? My Lord, no less than 14,000 sovereigns have already been lavished by His Grace towards the uniting of our prince with the Infanta. Well, they're lighting bonfires in the West crowding the roadsides to cheer her. Is the other question determined? I understand their Spanish majesties require immediate cohabitation. Your Grace, the prince was 15 last month. She is still 15. I was quite capable at that age, as I remember. But then, my lord, you have a strong constitution. Prince Arthur can hardly be called robust. I should have thought that Spain would have learned a lesson from their own prince, whose death was directly due to premature cohabitation. (laughs) Randy, young devil. De mortuis, yes, yes, Bishop. Anyways, I understand the Emperor's girl's not exactly cold. I still maintain they should have separate establishments for a year at least. Suppose she should die within that space. We might well be depriving the country of its future heir. A risk we must be prepared to take in view of their no, tender age. No, no, no. The Lord Prince and his bride will live together. Guildford. Your Grace. What festivities are to succeed the marriage? The tournament, sir where heraldic banners will illuminate the Infanta's descent from John of Gaunt. And for the disguisings in the Great Hall, a castle filled with singing boys to be drawn by the four beasts, repainted for the occasion in gold, followed by a mask composed... Thank you, my lords. Break. Your Grace. We have intelligence of the Earl of Suffolk. It seems that he and his brother are lodged at Aix-la-Chapelle. An independent town, therefore they could not be delivered to us. I suppose the Emperor has not considered that. It also appears that he's promised the Earl 5,000 men against our kingdom. So much for the Imperial word. 
He will set extra watch on the Earl's kinsman. William de la Poole, Tyrrell, William Courtney. Courtney, sir? The Queen's brother-in-law? Double the familiars. I want day and night surveillance, their every move, their every word recorded. Nothing must touch this marriage now. You say the Lord Prince is on his way from Ludlow? Yes, sir. I'll meet with him on the way. We'll ride out together and see Spain's daughter for ourselves. Su Alteza ya se ha retirado. No puede ser molestada. Oh. The princess has retired to her chamber. Her Royal Highness can see no one. Madam, we will see the princess even were she in her bed. Yes, sir, my sovereigns have commanded that the Infanta shall not show her face before the ceremony, according to the Spanish custom. This is England, Doctor, and I am now her guardian. Su Majestad, Enrique VII, Rey de Inglaterra y de Francia, Su Alteza Real, el Príncipe Arturo, Her Highness, uh, the Princess Catherine of Aragon. Uh. Huh? Oh. Arturo, Visacipere Caterina, hic presentim, in tuem legitimam uxorem, juxta ritum sancte matris ecclesiae. Solo. Caterina, Visacipere Arturo, hic presentem, in tuum legitimum maritum, juxta ritum sancte matris ecclesiae. Ego coniungo vos in matrimonio. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.
<laughs> Did you ever see such capering? That boy will outlive us all. Madam, what are you doing with that thing? Removing the jewels, sir, that I may return them. But I gave them to you. Sir, they made a good show, but now they must be returned to the strong box. And how often have you repaired your gown or those shoes? I believe those buckles are of tin, madam. Are they of tin? Yes. And if I give you money for silver buckles, you'll spend it on charity, no doubt, or in support of your sisters. <laughs> oh, Bess. You carry economy too far. Keep the jewels in memory of this great occasion. For I think that nothing has pleased my people more than this marriage. Then let him remain here now at Richmond. The Lord Prince must hold his own court, madam. But it is winter, sir, and the Prince... The Prince has a duty, madam, and a title to uphold. He is much tired, sir, from these entertainments. Look at him. Look into his eyes. I beg you, sir, let him stay. Keep to your good works, madam, and leave the government of this realm to us. Please, God, we have now secured the inheritance and have nothing more to fear. Mm. Her Royal Highness would often play with her brothers and sisters in Spain. Arthur, you must not lose, you mustn't. Margaret. But nobody can be the Lord Prince. An angel that go wrong. Dick. Um, move your queen here. Her Royal Highness says that she will play against your majesty later. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Are you pleased with them, sire? With your children? They are well favoured, madam, and a very great comfort to me. Ah, what does he come for? Something to eat, no doubt. The prepper comes to begging. The prepper My comes Lord to Harry, you will show more respect for the ambassador. But he's always begging me. Taisez-vous. I will hear mass in an hour, Father. Your grace. Come in, come in. You're cold, soaking. Now we'll come and stand by the fire. Uh, what brings you to Richmond, Doctor? Uh, I understand that the Princess Catherine is to go with her husband into Wales. Mm -hmm. Now, may I respectfully inquire of Your Majesty what plate and furnishings Her Highness will be expected to use? Why, her own. Oh, but they formed the last part of the dowry, sir, which you are to receive within the year. Oh, of course, if Your Majesty would like to anticipate a surrender and provide the receipt against their value. I, I should not like to be held as one who asks for settlement before it is due. Uh -huh. God be praised, I am not in want. I could, for the love of my Signora daughter and their Spanish majesties, spend a million in gold without contracting a debt. Ah, then a simple receipt. A receipt sir. for goods that the princess will have used for second hand plate and furnishings. But if her highness is to go to Ludlow, she must have the use of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they will become absorbed in the prince's household while your majesty claims equivalent value. I can always count on your comprehension, my friend. 
Ah, I, I, I have assured my sovereigns that the use of the plate will in no way invalidate their acceptance as part of the dowry. My dear doctor, you are in the unenviable position of trying to reconcile two total differences of opinion. One cannot please everybody, doctor, and you do much better to please me. Ah, but you see... Are you warmer now? Uh, uh, I hope you'll take some dinner with us. Uh, yeah, of course, your majesty will uh, assume the expense of her highness travel to Wales. That is your assumption, doctor, not mine. I'll see you at table. You will ask the Lord Prince to attend me in my chamber when the game is finished, hmm? Hmm. Ah, Sir, we have already received half her diary. And I will have the residuum. She pleases you, does she? Most sweet lady, sir. And now you think me grasping? I would not question you in this. But in your mind, you think No, sir. I accept your judgment. When I came to the throne, there was no public law, no constitutional observance. A hundred thousand men had died in the wars, and people spoke of the divine wrath. But it was not on that account that our house toppled. It fell for lack of money. Money, my Lord Prince. Every groat that enriches me enriches this kingdom. Every gold piece that separates me from my people secures the throne for you and gives this country the respect of Europe. Go to Ludlow. Learn this for yourself. I have good tutors, sir. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes. Bray tells me you've already taken the measure of your chieftains. We have reduced their retinues. My lord reads that Thomas roared like a stuck bull. Well, you will find him loyal nonetheless. Go to Wales, my son. Finish your education. And don't worry that I'll prejudice your bride's fondness for you. I would have her learn English, father. And so she must. But first, show her the land. Take her hunting among the hills. Show her the corve and the burning well at Wenlock. Then let her hear the harper songs of the rouge dragon who should spread his wings over Wales and mate with the silver hind. Aye, you will have Father E's translate for her. <laughs> I'm told that on the day after your marriage you spoke of mating and what a good pastime it was to have a wife and that you had been in Spain that night. Did you say these things? Yes. And was there truth in them? They were jesting with me. Charles Brandon and the others. My brother was there. I did not want to appear foolish before them. You are our son and the heir male. You have no need to boast. We are proud of your scholarship, as we shall be proud of your children when God wills their creation. You are our beloved son.
flag in this corner. And when it comes to seeding, Flake, come here. Flake, come on. You don't want to stay over there. Come on. A little of your scented stock, for the king likes to walk here in the evening. Over here, I think... Madam, your sister has come. The Lady Courtney. Yes, madam. Thank you, my lady. My dear sister, whatever... They have taken you... William. He is arrested. They came in the night, waking us with their hammering. The officer would say nothing, but they took him toward Lund. I think he is shot in the tower. Oh, Kate, my poor Kate. I, I don't know what to do. They put a guard on the door and the property is forfeit. Will you speak to his grace? If you would speak... Oh, where are the children? They came in the coach. They room. must be brought inside and made warm. Madam. Now calm yourself, Kate. We will inquire into your husband's safety. Meantime, you shall join our household and keep close attendance on us. It will be a most singular chapel, I believe. A rare jewel for Westminster. For His Grace has required a new manner of building to serve his purpose. Oh, it does more than serve, sir. My ladies, you may tell the musicians to tune their instruments, for we will hear them shortly. from London seas. I am always happy to attend your grace. It must be cold on the river today. I have known it warmer, madam, but then for less secluded. Sir Reginald, I must ask a service of you. If it be in my power. This affair of Suffolk. A great danger, madam. With all respect to your grace's house, the king has still good cause to fear the White Rose. If the Earl should raise an army abroad... Could he do that without money? With the Emperor's help? With the Emperor's money? Therefore, he is to be publicly denounced and put under attainder. And my kinsmen here, Lord William de la Poole and Sir William Courtney, of what are they accused? Of aiding in the Earl's escape and of subsequent treasonable relations with him. My sister says Courtney took no part in this. You have the king's ear. I have the honor to advise his grace. He is subject to no man, as your grace knows. But if Courtney is innocent... He will be released. Do you think him innocent? It's not for me to say, madam. Have they been put to the question? No. Will they be given trial? Yes, madam. A public trial? I think not. Sir Reginald, I am asking you to speak to the king on this matter. I cannot do so, and you know why I cannot. Madam, I appreciate the difficulty of your position, and I feel for your sister, but I can promise nothing. 
Will you at least try to persuade the king to let her see her husband? I will do what I can. I shall be grateful, sir. And now, let us be friends again. Ah, madam, we are always that. If it were fair weather, I would show you my garden. But we will hear the music instead. Oh, nothing but blowing rain and mist this whole month. Our son writes that it is quite as mischievous in Wales. Pray be seated, madam. I have asked the Holy Father to wait until you came. If we receive good things from God, may we not endure evil things. I have been commanded by your gracious counsel to tell you. It grieves me ill to tell your majesties that your dearest son hath departed to God. The Lord Prince of Wales, madam, is dead of the sweating sickness. Within two days of his taking it, the physicians could not save him. And the princess? Her Highness took the fever also, and is thought likely to recover. My God, she does. We thank you, Father. God comfort your majesties in your affliction. Blessed Virgin, sweetest Lady of Mercy, why? Why? How should he be taken? He stood here and I held him so sure that he would rule. First Edmund and now my proud boy. Is our house accursed? No, sir. Then why are our sons taken from us if our house is not accursed of God? Did his stars lie? All the signs, all the prophecies blessed their union, their welfare, their long life. Yet there were whispers. Sir, the marriage was... was sealed in blood no. by Warwick's death. Since Warwick's execution, both our sons... It was the plague, sir. Was it so? You must not blame yourself. I would not have that. I sent him into Wales. It was his duty. It was his death, madam. And I was so sure. Sir, I beg you. We still have left us a fair prince and two fair princesses. And God is where he ever was. Still young. We can have other children. One son. 
One single son to hold this fierce kingdom. Remember, sir, my lady, your mother, had no more children but you only. And yet God has ever preserved you and brought you where you are now. You must not despair, sir. For as your grace's wisdom is known all over Christendom, you must now give proof of it. You give firmer proof than I do. Well, we will guard well the health of our one prince. From this time he shall have his own chamber, which can be entered only through ours. And if it be safe, sir, we should fetch the Lady Catherine to work her recovery. We will. We will do so. Look. The night is passing. How bare the branches are. They're like arms against the sky. Oh, my sweet Arthur. My own darling boy. Bessie. I cannot think that he is no more with us. <laughs> that we shall never look on him again. I cannot think it. <gasps> he was so fair. What shall I say to comfort you, who gave me such comfort? <gasps> Only your own words, your own counsel. That we should thank God for the Prince Harry and take our solace in him. <laughs> what are you doing? Thank you, my lady. And this is... Uh... Is your mind changed now? For Margaret, no. She shall marry Scotland. For Henry and the infant, we must wait upon events. Madam, take heart. Your Majesty, the Princess Catherine. Oh, my lady, my sweet Catherine. This Majestades. Gisello. Her Royal Highness thanks Your Majesty for the litter you sent to bring her here. She's still very weak and has no liking to eat. There is a room prepared for her. Tu eres nuestra, hija y nosotros te qui... Please tell her that we love her as our daughter and that we shall care for her with our own hands. Si, si, entiendo. Que Dios os bendiga. Your Majesty, we must discuss our situation. It is most urgent. In council, Doctor. But one request I must make at once. Yes, yes, there is venison for dinner. Eh? Do go and tidy yourself first. Eh. Eh. 
Well, Doctor? Your Majesty, my sovereigns ask that the first payment of the dowry of 100,000 crowns be returned to them at once, uh, together with her dower rights as the Princess of Wales, and that the Princess herself be sent back to Spain in the best manner and in the shortest time possible. At our expense? Oh, naturally. Uh. Yeah, unless you are willing to consider the alternative. <laughs> but the marriage of the Princess Catherine to your youngest son must constitute a firm alliance and the decision must be made immediately. This is imperative. Imperative, Dr. Puebla. Oh, we have already wasted two months, sir. You may wait longer. Time was, Doctor, when your sovereigns made us sue for their daughter's hand. Now they shall sue for my son's. We have no need of immediate action. It is not our army that the French are beating. As for the princess's provision, we are quite prepared to give her the Welsh jointure. Ah, this is something at least. Provided. Uh, uh, yes? Provided that the last half of her dowry is satisfactorily completed in our favour, a sum of 100,000 crowns, I believe. Oh, but this is contrary to all canon and civil law. In which case, yeah. it is not the only obstacle. Ah, then I must inform their, their inform majesties, their that, majesties we, uh, that we are considering yeah. their proposals and consulting with Rome over the necessary dispensation. Yeah. Meanwhile, the princess will continue to be housed with her retinue at Durham House uh, at our expense. It provided? Provided that she renounce her dower rights. <laughs> Vulgar, corrupt little man. He smells disgustingly. So would you, Bishop, if you lived in a brothel on twopence a week. His wages are never paid on time. Your Grace should demand a more fitting ambassador than that little Jew. On the contrary, he is quite invaluable. If I need information, I need only ask the Puebla. There are advantages in his establishment. Your Grace's signature. If the Emperor would honor our agreement, this would not be necessary. When is it to be? This Thursday, sir, at Tower Hill. Sir James Tyrrell. Yes. Sir John Wyndham. Yes. Sir William Courtney. No. He will remain alive. You must keep him in the tower. I wish no fresh disturbance to the Queen. She's expecting another child in the new year. his grace's return? Not until tomorrow. He's in council. And you have heard nothing. I must see William. I must. Thankful he's alive. Be patient, my dear. Sister, I've been like a mouse all these months and still there is only silence. You have this letter? A few poor words. Can't you understand that I need to see him? To be with him? Yes. I understand that. Forgive me. But you know why the Earl fled? Only one man thinks him a traitor. Because he is afraid of his own shadow. And would not you be, my dear, with so many apparitions raised against you? Ghosts of his own raising? No. Warwick, Sir William Stanley. And how many others? How many? How many other creatures working to undermine him since he came to the throne? You were only a child then. But he was tall and handsome and quick to laugh. 
Now he wakes in the night, seeing those he has been forced to execute. He wakes from his own prison. I know. I hear him. He is not a cruel man. Yet you fear to speak with him. He must do what he thinks right. He must take precaution. And you think it right? Bring out the cards, Kate. And let us say no more. Oh, yes, the cards. Or shall we play dumb crumble? Now you are being foolish. You give him six children and a crown and must be dumb besides. I did not give him his crown. By your courtesy, sister. Do you think he has ever forgotten that or forgiven you for it? I will not listen to you. That he doesn't know his people's feeling for him. He never won their hearts. It's you that they love. Only because I am powerless. Because you are of the blood royal and he is Henry Tidder. Tidder, the Welsh upstart. That's why he hates our house, because he has no lawful right to the throne. How should he have when his father was a bastard and his father a serving man? Be quiet, Kate. You, you gave him the crown when you wed him. You made Henry Tidder king of England. King of England, madam. True, rightful and undoubted inheritor by the laws of God and man. Elect, chosen and required by all three estates of this realm. The god of battles made my right plain at Bosworth, my lady. That is the best title to a throne, the strength to seize it and to wield the royal power. You may go, madam. Grace. I came back early to be with you. Forgive her, sir. I beg forgiveness for her. She is giddy for her husband. You may tell her the incident is closed, but I cannot free Courtney. Now, what do we have here? A pudding, sir. A pudding? One of your subjects brought it to you for a present. Brought it to me? Well, well, we shall enjoy this present. How much did you give them? A half angel. There you are. <laughs> I gave two sovereigns last night to see the great woman of Flanders. Pudding, three and four. Marvellous huge woman she was, a rare spectacle. Better than the Scottish boy with the beard, or the king without a face. Henry. Yes, yes. There's another curiosity. They don't see my face anymore. Only hands that hold out coin to them. Oh, yes, no. yes, the faceless king. So be it. But will you give us another son, madam? For we must ensure a son to succeed us and not one of your sisters. Lady <laughs> Stafford. My lady. Is the sergeant painter done? Yes, it is well sealed now. Then he must leave at once. Her grace is taking Jane. Ah, very good, my lady. We thank you for your entertainment.
Oh, madam. <laughs> Hush, you know my weakness for comfort. Sister, will you desire the company to pray for me and attend their departure? See the ordinances are observed. You must rest now, my lady. Are you cold? I am still cold from the chapel. Oh, no, Mistress Lee. Do not draw it altogether. I would not be close in here. Her Grace has no liking for her rooms. I have never stayed long in this place. I cannot think of the tower as my home. Then leave it, madam. You wanted your confinement to be at Richmond. There is still time to go there. Or to Westminster. Your Grace may change her mind. No, it is too late for that. Let me speak to the constable and have him make the barge no. ready. This child will come early by candles. Thank you, my ladies. You've both worked very hard. So, my Lord Constable spoke with you, did he? He will take me to William tonight. Oh, madam. If my only weakness were for comfort, I should be a saint like you. It was agreed that the Princess Margaret should remain here for one year, sir. King James is now showing impatience. He writes to ask Your Grace when his bride can be expected in Scotland. Only because he's lost his mistress. Oh, no doubt, my lord, but we must keep Scotland happy. Tell him that at the time of the marriage treaty, we did not anticipate the birth of another daughter. Tell him that our queen uh, must have time to regain her strength and to have the Queen of the Scots with her before her departure. Appeal to his humanity, Bishop, which you know so well how to do. Who is that? Your Grace, forgive me. Her Majesty the Queen has suffered a reverse, sir. She has taken an infection. When? Early this morning, sir, she was in fever when I left. Why was I not informed before? The midwife. The midwife is not a physician with her? No, Your Grace. Did you not send for him? He's gone back to his house, Your And you Grace. let him go, Sir Richard? I'll send the courier, sir. Tell him to ride at once to Gravesend and to fetch back Dr. Aylesworth tonight. My lord, you will summon the court physician and meet with me at the tower. Is near dawn. Where is Aylesworth? Oh, 
you've come too late, Doctor. They're already taking the mask. Consider it? No. My sovereigns say the mere mention of it offends their ears. They would not on any account entertain marriage between yourself and the Princess Catherine. They say it would be a most evil thing. A bad bargain, you mean? They think I won't make old bones, is that it? Uh, well, doubtless, uh, Queen Dowager from Princess Dowager is uh, not the best exchange in their eyes. Mm. So reluctantly, sir, they are sending a ship for their daughter. Your Grace. I gave orders that no man was to resort to me. I would be private, Sir Richard. Your Grace, we have uncovered. Well, what have you uncovered? A conspiracy, sir, in Kent. You disturb me for that. Take it to Bray. Sir Reginald is in his bed, Your Grace. He may not recover his health. Well, you've dealt with conspiracy before. I wish no further bloodshed. Set up a commission. Employ Empson and Master Dudley as our instruments. Quick men, sir. But their methods are severe and often dubious in equity. And is your recent use of public money any less dubious, Sir Richard? Let them impose their fines and put any intriguants under bond. They shall search out all concealed lands, all infringements of my rights and penal statutes. Tell them that. Your Grace. I will so speedily impoverish this people that they will not dare to raise their heads against me. I'll pull down their stomachs first. They will not love you for it. In France, lechery. In England, treachery. <laughs> 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 
So Bray is dying, eh? Bray, the queen, her infant. Death is no respecter of age. I've had the quinsy and could not eat or drink for six days. Eh, and I am contracting the gout. You should not be drinking wine, then. It's a very good wine. Uh, it's from Spain, doctor. Eh? So they are sending a ship for her, eh? Such preparations, oh. All her goods to stow away, so many chests. Eh? No doubt she will be married now to uh, France or Austria, eh? After all her work. You old spider. Eh? Weaving your webs. Oh. Very well, she shall have Prince Henry. Eh, uh, when? When he attains his 15th year, not before, subject to papal dispensation. Uh, which will be granted. Draw up the marriage contract, see that the terms are not unfavorable to us. Of course. Uh, sometimes I forget which country you represent. Uh, uh, what finally determined your majesty? Oh, I would not have you recalled to Spain, Doctor. Mm. The dowry never entered your head, eh? Drink your wine. <sighs> uh, will your uh, majesty come out of retirement shortly? You know what they are saying? His grace has locked himself in the queen's chamber and will see no one because he is dying. They even speak of possible successor. There's only one successor to the throne. Well, then your majesty should halt these rumors. No one listens to me. You think we should show ourselves? Oh, sir, your subjects join you in your great losses, but they cannot support this withdrawal. They would see your majesty. They would need to see your face, sir. How should a king show his face? All we may command is a mask. Oh, God, if I could feel anything. Any joy, any hate, any pity, any love. Well, we'll make ourselves public and provide a show for our people. We may tell the council we'll meet with them tomorrow. Now leave us. I would be solitary. And say my prayers.
Thank you for listening to this episode of All Things Plantagenet. Remember, we also have a website, www.allthingsplantagenet.com, where you can find additional information and resources, as well as the other episodes. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.